Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, happy hour. From Three Doors Down, Joel Stein. <laughs> it's from four. Formerly of Time Magazine, author of the fantastic new book, In Defense of Elitism, Why I'm Better Than You Are and You're Better Than Someone That Didn't Buy This Book. Why is it fantastic? Because it's lousy with... Stephanie Miller. References everywhere. And it's also fantastic. You are, uh, you're the main character in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I love it. Um, so, I, okay, we just saw each other. We have so much to talk about. Yes. We just saw each other at uh, Politicon. In Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Yes. And you were saying that you had a super sad book signing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So these, the Femsplainers. Yes. Uh, who have a podcast interviewed yes. me on the stage, right? Same stage as you, right, right afterwards. Right. And then I was ushered off with a handler, making me feel very important mm-hmm. to my book signing, which was next to Donna Brazil, who had a line that went out right. to like Memphis right. <laughs> and I had zero people show up Aww. and I just kept asking my handler when we could leave like I was like we can't okay. she, she gave, said 10 minutes this so is we why we're soulmates 10. not only do we are we losers that work at home and live on the same street two houses oh. away I had the exact same thing I spoke at the Bakersfield business conference when was this a couple I, years ago a couple years ago I was, I was not here at the time okay so it's but it it was like crazy Magaland. I didn't really know that. Oh. But they had, it's like Politicon. They have speakers from both sides. But it was largely because it's more, it's way red up there. Right. So it was, really oh my God. My speech, first of all, was long. I lost like 14 pounds. It was like the longest <laughs> 20 minutes of my life. But then they had you me do You don't have a, 14 pounds, so that's rough. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they had me do a book signing. I had this, and next to me, Lou Holtz, the Notre Dame football coach, oh, who had a God. line also to Memphis. I had literally zero. <laughs> literally, no one came up. I have. I have to show you the pictures. My friend took pictures. It was the saddest thing you've ever seen. You could see that I just sat there the whole time. What, what do you do in those situations? I couldn't sit there the full hour. I, was, I, did, I, I did ten minutes we, left. I, I I was having the best time because we were taking pictures. How hilarious it was! And then oh, here's my book, "Sexy Liberal of Me." I sing, and then all the books were out there. So when I was leaving, I saw some woman with her husband. She picked it up and went <laughs> like this to her husband. <laughs> 
like a snarl, an actual yeah, snarl. Yeah, she went <laughs> like this, and, and I was like, <laughs> I'm right here. And she just went, put it down, walked away. That I didn't even it. get a snarl. No? No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she, she didn't like that elite coming up from LA. <laughs> no, she no. did not. She did not. <laughs> so, all right, Joel, you were, uh, obviously the book, it's fantastic and timely. Uh, you were, uh, as you know, a huge fan. So, w- but you wrote, you went to the, the highest Trump voting place in the in the country in Texas. The, high, the county with the highest percentage of Trump voters. Right. Yeah. I was the other part of the experiment, the highest percentage of Hillary voters, which it's, you think is 100% or maybe over 100 because maybe some of us voted twice. I suspect some people yeah. at your election party <laughs> voted twice. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, not Tom to sound like Trump, but yeah. yeah. Talking to you, Rob Reiner. So... <laughs> But all right, so but because I, I have to say, do you think I, Carl left his house, or do you think Rob voted twice? <laughs> <laughs> I think he voted twice. <laughs> he just put on a hat. Yeah. Now I'm Carl. Now to, I'm Carl Reiner. I had lunch with Carl Reiner at his house. Oh. Oh my God. Which was, that's amazing. That's one of my favorite LA experiences. Wow. Like last earlier this year, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. But so sorry. Because we were just talking about you. We found out at Politicon. This is the difference. Is right wingers. They just don't know how to do comedy. They don't know how to satire. They're not funny. I, I don't know what to say. So while I read the book, there was part of me that I was sort of offended, but at least I have a sense of humor, oh, no. so I get oh, it. No, I was, that's what I was worried about. No, but I okay. wondered because you were, sort of were making fun of both sides. You were making fun of liberal elites in, in some yes. chapters. and then you. But who do you think, do you think, I mean, I don't know if you've talked to any of the people in the Texas town. I have. Are they, what did they think? Were they pissed? So I was nervous that you would not like what I wrote about you. I'm always nervous, especially if it's someone who lives on your block, right? <laughs> or someone who knows you, where your house yeah. is. I'm yes. going to give you that same look. I'm just going to walk by your house and go. You're going to throw Snarl. some avocados at, at his house while, while you drive by. <laughs> they fall from her yeah. driveway. Right. It's no problem. So, so I was more, most nervous about you, obviously. Second, yeah. uh, I didn't really care if like Scott Adams or Tucker Carlson don't like the book. Like, right. They can take it. Uh, but I was worried about this town, Miami, Texas, because people don't go there and right. write about it. Right. And um, they CNN had come right after the election. Right. And they were furious at CNN. Mm. They felt misled and uh, misrepresented. They didn't trust the mainstream media. So it took me a long time to, to get them to, to right. trust me. So uh, I got a call last week on my phone from Jerry, the main oh. guy in the story, who's the most ornery person <laughs> in Miami, Texas. Yes. And he left a voicemail, very flat-toned, as he always is. Uh, and I was very, very, very scared. It's, and I put off calling him back for hours, claiming I had stuff to do. But then I realized... Like, like a you, liberal elite would. Oh, yeah. like a wimp would. And so I, eventually I was like, you just have to do the hardest thing and confront it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's going to eat me up all day. So I called him. And first he made small talk. And then finally he said he'd read it in one night because I'd sent him the book. Oh, and he liked it a lot. Oh, wow. And he's like, we disagree on things, but I think it's really healthy when people who disagree can, uh-huh. uh, can discuss things. And, uh, right. You, you know, the first, you don't know this, the first, uh, Baptist church of Miami, Texas prints out a mimeograph copy for all the people there, the whole congregation. Right. And they have on the back a list of like 10 people that yeah. they're praying for. It's like the president. Oh, you're on there. The military. Right? I've been on there for two years. Wow. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that uh, Jews could make it because you, your mom warned you before you went. Don't tell them you're Jewish. Yeah, and then uh, I told people. Yeah, because, because you said hi. I'm Joel Stein. <laughs> right. This is my face. <laughs> You've seen it drawn places, uh, and they. Uh, 
and I was at a party and someone right. laughed. They thought that was stupid. They're like, we know the dreidel song. Oh. And they sang the dreidel song well, for me. This was, but maybe I'm proving your point that you actually said in here, they are better with dissent than the liberal elites are. Because I, I got, first of all, you're, I am a huge fan. You know that. And you are, it, it was hugely funny and I loved it. But I get how people get, people get like sensitive because I did feel like it was making fun of us. In a way. And, I, and I only asked you to change one thing. We're not going to say what, because it wasn't about me. But it was about someone else that I care about. Oh God! It was a tiny. Right. Uh, it was no, almost no, no. A, more a mistake yeah, yeah. than. No, right. you just fixed a. That's yeah. why I wanted you to look at it. Yeah. I was just one of many editors. Yeah. <laughs> I also had two things. I had your eye color wrong too. Yes. Which is obscene because yeah. your eyes oh. you can see them from a block Sainly away. Insanely green. Yes. Okay. And my wife's eyes are green, so I shouldn't have <laughs> thought they were blue. No, but I. Well, here's the. We talked about this a little bit. Um, this is. Oh, and by the way, thank you. Thank you, LA Magazine, for excerpting Joel Stein mm-hmm. goes inside of one of Stephanie Miller's resistance dinner parties. You're yeah. getting publicity for two now, so I can't possibly be mad at you. Good. <laughs> That's the thing. The liberal elite love publicity. They don't get as mad. Exactly. As the oh, I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Um, anyway, but it, I, no, I do. I did love the whole. Like you said, I've never been in such a heated conversation with where everyone agrees. Yeah, people were getting really upset and kind of passionate, not yelling, but they were like arguing. Well, that was just Rob Reiner. He's just loud. He is yeah. loud. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason I came to that dinner was to meet Rob Reiner. No, very I know. exciting. Well, th- I was going to read part of it. I think um, he thought I was Jill Stein the whole time. Oh, God. No, he did not. <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> so here's the part. You were saying, uh, we were talking about Russia, and I think Malcolm or uh, uh, Rob Reiner was asking questions of Malcolm Nance, and you were talking about the P-tape, potentially, whatever. So you said, they're sure once Americans learn about this video, they'll be so disgusted Trump will have to resign. They're clearly not keeping up with the trends in pornography. Uh, over dessert, we debate the technicalities of how Trump will be either impeached, convicted, or removed by his own cabinet, um, one, of, uh, one of which everyone at the table assumes is inevitable. You said all this seems insane. A few months ago, after voting for him, Americans aren't going to take extraordinary actions to get rid of a president who's acting precisely as, as he did on the campaign trail. I, po- I politely suggest that Trump isn't some isolated, malignant mole that can be sliced off, but rather part of an authoritarian cancer spreading throughout the world. This sounds sufficiently Trump-hating to me, but my denial that Americans America has been swindled does not endear me to Rob Reiner, which sucks because Rob Reiner endearment is the sole reason I came. <laughs> it's also not making me popular with anyone else at the table, each of whom is looking at me violently. Um, so I'm curious, first of all, does that, as any of that, you don't remember as, as any his of that crimes, dinner, oh yeah, right? of course I do, but as his crimes have piled up, I mean, obviously, I guess my point in that is it wasn't the P tape that we thought we were going to, it's not just right, one right. thing. No. It was the, preponderance of his criminality but like, so, so far and i i wish i were wrong right. let me be clear about that but so far right. i have been right right we're In, coming towards the end of the term right and he has not been thrown out despite all of the things he's done right each worse than the last yes or equal at least right but we are in an impeachment and i mean i think that so i okay maybe i misread i don't know what you because i was thinking did you did, you don't doubt the russian interference or any of that right because that was specifically no about, no, no, no. Yeah. i don't doubt anything about this man right ever right uh I, i'm still believe we're living in a alternate universe where someone elected right. someone that spy magazine made fun of when mm-hmm. i was growing up i <laughs> i don't doubt that he should not be in office i freaked out i'm still freaking out right i just don't see this ending as you as we hope it will i think you're absolutely right it's a part of a of a general uh, authoritarian authoritarian Thing that's sweeping right. around the world. I'm yep. afraid he's going to be reelected. Well, oh, I mean, you really know, like, harsh when I saw the, buzz now. The Australia election. Yes. Yeah, I mean, 
I, yeah, see, I can see why my, our neighbor thinks that you're me. conservative now. Yeah. He said, is Joel Stein conservative? I yeah. said, well, not compared to me and Moby. I mean, not for this block. <laughs> yes, he's conservative. Yeah, Canada, <laughs> Canada came close to, to electing yes. conservative. Yeah. Well, they, but this is why they, you just week. wrote a piece. They did in Ontario. Yeah. You just wrote a piece, Impeachment is an Elitist Trap. You said, as much as I'd love to sleep soundly again, knowing someone took the president's finger off the nuclear button, his Sharpie away from government maps, and his Twitter pulpit away from global trade, impeachment is a bad idea because it supports the populist narrative. The main reason Trump won't, won't, uh, won wasn't economic anxiety, it wasn't sexism, it wasn't racism, it's that he was anti-elitist. Hillary Clinton represented Wall Street academics, law school policy papers of Davos, international treaties, and people who think they're better than you, people like me. Trump represented something far more appealing, which is beating up people like me. <laughs> but so, I, I mean, I, get your, I take your point in all that, but I, I, I totally disagree once again with you, Joel Please. Stein. I do not think impeachment is, I, I, I think it is imperative. To, I mean, if we're a nation of laws, how is it not imperative? I think impeachment's a political process. I think being right. a nation of laws is, a, you know, a, an actual trial where people can be put in jail or even even uh, right. a tort trial. I think those are different things than what we're experiencing right. now. And what we're experiencing is a political, a, a political attempt to throw someone out of office that, from what I can see, and I'm not right. an expert, is not going to work. If if you told me but he's going to get thrown out of office, right? But I'm we're all so many it. steps ahead that we and look at where the numbers have already gone. I mean, yeah. his his number, the, the American people on impeachment, the the um, even numbers of Republicans that are starting to say this is. I mean, I'm just saying. I think totally. you can't jump that many steps ahead to say he's absolute. I, and to me, if he is exonerated in the Senate, good. Then it puts them on record. I mean, you seem to think that that's going to help him. He's going to claim exoneration no matter what. Totally right. But, but I, it you, makes the case to the American people. I think the American people have plenty of information about what kind of president this is. Yeah. I think the kind of people who are paying attention to this are not the kind of people we have to win over. The kind of people we have to win over are, are the people in those purple districts that we won in 2016. Oh, all this, uh, you know, liberal elite uh, intellectual talk is wearing me out. I'm exhausted. I'm going to go take a little nappy in my Casper mattress. Ooh. That's right? why I join you? Yeah. That's is that a, an elite the, mattress? It is an elite mattress. And I don't care who knows it. Or okay. layers of foam, that sounds very fancy. Casper is a, listen, it is a sleep, it's a sleep nirvana, really. Yeah. It's a whole sleep environment transforming the way we sleep. They have pillows, bedding, furniture, 50,000 five-star reviews, the most loved and trusted sleep company. Uh, the four layers of premium foam designed to provide pressure relief for all-night comfort and zone support. Ooh, Ooh trademark. Some yeah. fancy elite must have thought of that. That sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like an elite sleep environment. Yes. Yeah, that's how, that helps mommy's persnickety back. Uh, they have everything you need. They have the uh, right a da Casper dog bed. Yeah, they, the they pillows. Have, oh my God, the duvet covers, the sheets. It's uh, I love it. If you need time to decide, sleep on it. Casper mattress comes with a hundred night risk free trial. Mm -hmm. That's what why, you got to lose, right? Thank you. Rest easy. Free shipping and returns. Get the mattress of your dreams. Casper.com slash Miller. Type uh, the code is Miller for a hundred dollars toward the purchase of select mattresses. Sorry, I'm spitting. Casper.com <laughs> slash Miller. Right? Boom. $100 off. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms. Customer experience and product reviews based on Casper.com. Authorized retailer sites and Google. Look how fast I can talk. Casper.com. Now back to you, Joel. Like, I trust Nancy Pelosi. Whatever right. she's doing, I'm sure right. is a better path than what I can figure out. Yeah. Well, because you can't went to the dinner party she was at because <laughs> you're a liberal elite at my house. No, but part of being an elite is trusting expertise. You suck up. <laughs> <laughs> and part of being an elite is sucking up at every opportunity.
Hey, can you believe I waited so long to say that you went to Stanford with uh, uh, Cory Booker and Rachel Maddow? You beat me to it by like five yeah, seconds. I know. Yeah. I name dropped Carl Reiner before. <laughs> I have That's to space right. him out. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, but what, obviously, I don't know when you wrote this piece, but obviously we're in an impeachment. So it's, you, you, I mean, so it's oh, obviously, yeah, no, yeah. This book, yeah, I wrote yeah. this book a little while ago. Yeah. It well, so you were wrong already. I'm just saying. I, well, I, I, I'm often wrong. Yeah. But no, I, you've got a year. I, I, I don't care. This isn't the main part of, of the book, but you've got a year before the next election. Right. So at what point do you think the Republican Party is going to be willing to throw out their nominee? Like, you, what do you have? Five I, I, months? I've never thought they months? would do it because it's the right thing. I think if these poll numbers continue to go the way they're going and there's a new bombshell a day and Mitch McConnell's already kind of signaled a little bit of right. Oh, he hates Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's thrilled. already. But at some point, it's yeah. too dangerous to throw out your nominee because then right. you'll lose the presidency. So, you, right. so there's a there's a time at which you have but a you very just, limited time. Travis, you just get, I haven't even had a chance to read it yet, but you know, the Republicans are already privately nervous about a complete wipeout. Right. White House, Senate, uh, they were Congress last time too, but I think if if they think he's going to take the whole party down with him, and and the, the evidence which we already, I think, know is is so incontrovertible, and I would I would beg to differ. The, when you said the American people have all the information, they don't. If it's not on television, they don't know, and it, we haven't even started televised hearings yet with this evidence that, as you know, is already so damning. You know that. Yeah, I feel like people had all the information they needed back during the last presidential election, like they knew what yeah. they were getting, and they. They wanted this. Yeah. What what are the things we we thought about this last time? Which because you're right for people that agree on everything, we We do fight fight a lot, lot, right? Yeah. It it, it gives good tension in the neighborhood. What? (laughs) Sorry, throw something out. There's a story that's actually going on that's kind of like bubbling up right now. Uh, Obama had an interview this morning, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about purity tests on the Democratic side. Yeah. And he said the idea of a purity test and you're never compromised and that you're always politically woke and all that stuff. You should get over that quickly. Exactly. Yeah. I've been said, saying that for a long time. He goes on to say, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. Like, if I tweet a hashtag about, oh, you don't, something's not right, um, or you use the wrong verb, then I can sit back and feel good about myself. Yeah. So, well, he's right, because this is, this is part of and why... And that's we, on the liberal elite side, I well, think. That's, yeah. so there's a this is part of why we lost, because of Jill Stein and Joel Stein. Yeah, well, no. Wait a second. What? No. There's a part of indefensive elitism towards the end of the book where I talk about smugness being a problem. And I do feel like whenever I correct someone from the right not to say tranny, that's offensive now, Mm -hmm. I feel like to them it's the same as me telling them not to drink oaky Chardonnays. Like (laughs) I'm just kind of stating my cultural superiority about something that they feel happened two seconds ago. And there has to be um, a, a moment of reflection and we have to calm down and not try and and accuse and cancel people and seem superior and virtue signal. Yeah. I, I think that's, and I mean, just as far as, as winning over people. I didn't listen to anything. I didn't, I didn't listen to anything you just said. I don't care about the people <laughs> you're talking about. I'm just kidding. You, you got <laughs> no, but you, the, we talked about this before that yeah. you said was again, as you wrote, wasn't about sexism or racism. I would, I would beg to differ. I get it that it was anti-elite, but, but you quote, people saying incredibly racist things yes. in the town mm-hmm. in in fact i love that thing about the you wanted to shove this one woman in an mri not to do a test just so no one could hear the racist things she was oh, saying it was awful there was this really nice woman and we were having a great dinner and then she said you know the problem with the blacks oh. and and i remember thinking and i really liked her and i was like 
what can I do to stop the rest what of the sentence? Stop this moment <laughs> like, in time. Do I knock over my iced tea? Yeah. Do I yell? But I'm like a reporter. No. no, like the car. It's the racist carpet commercial. Yeah. No, because I knew once she finished the sentence, I was going to have to put it in the book, and I didn't want to do that to her. I'm afraid to talk to her. But um, yes, but lots of people like I know lots of racist liberals, and also there's a racist spectrum, right? Yeah. Like I was in an MRI machine for that really cool. Um, did you hear about this experiment that this, uh, I'm forgetting the neuroscientist name. He's on TV all the time. That doesn't make him an important neuroscientist. But he um, put people in an MRI machine and he showed them photos of hands uh, either plain or being pricked with a needle. And then underneath it, it said like Muslim or Christian or, uh, mm. and, and they measured how upset you got, whether yeah. it was your yeah. tribe or not. And, uh, and I went in that MRI machine and I was, slightly above average in racism huh wow yeah wow. or average i forgot it was but it was it was not wow. good wow. whatever it was i'm telling everyone in the street um <laughs> they know i have a prius right <laughs> or cassandra's prius right How, why do they think i'm conservative you're super hot wife oh why, why yeah. do you think they think i'm conservative? i told you the story she was walking in front of me down from hiking mm -hmm. and i was like oh who's that? Who's super hot blonde and she turned around i'm like oh it's my stupid joel stein's super hot straight wife god <laughs> oh hi Cassandra <laughs> she's great she is and smart and and anyway she's and, more liberal than me yeah and normally I, I, I hate children except for your child yeah who also loves me you are so nice to have him at your uh your parties it's <laughs> he's, true he's so cute because he's super shy but he's like so the shy. last time I ran into his Cassandra and Laz he just came running up to me and just grabbed me like a koala are you serious yeah that's amazing. Yeah, the kids know the people that don't like kids. That just that's right. Yeah, yeah, kids gravitate to people yeah. who don't like, like kids. people that don't like dogs or cats. Yeah, the one that, yeah. <laughs> I love what? him. I love him though. Aww. he's super cute. Um, so no wait, but so this goes to um, the LA, you wrote an LA Times article because we've got it goes to what Obama just said in 2020. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren has an elitist problem in the 2020 election. Was the piece you wrote? Yeah, and I noticed you cut and pasted some of the same things from the other Twin Cities article. Just. Oh wait, no! The, As your editor, I'm, no, I'm just Twin Cities. They they may have just. Re I think the Twin <laughs> well, Cities. Well, that was impeachment is elitist. This one is Elizabeth Warren has an oh, impeachment. I'm, I'm, but yeah, there's some of the same points. I'm grabbing stuff from in defense of elitism and throwing them into op eds around the country. <laughs> you I said, am. I understand. It's part of I understand yeah. Elizabeth Warren's appeal. The words Harvard Law and Professor fill me with so much joy. I like them in any order. Uh, better still, Warren has plans. She has experience. She walks everywhere in a way designed to show she does not want to be late for class. But I also know the reason I like Elizabeth Warren is we're both members of the intellectual elite. Uh, many people do not like us. The main factor in Trump's win wasn't economic anxiety. Here we go. We say it wasn't yeah, racism, it was sexism. It's that he was anti-elitist. Um, and the same thing about that, you know, they just wanted someone that would beat up people like you. And I think racism yeah. and particularly sexism were huge factors right. in, in the election. And I think people... But, you, but that went in the overriding anti-elitist is what you're saying. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you have people who voted for... Obama, who then voted for Trump. So as far right. as their voting is concerned, they probably weren't voting on race. But that's my that was going to be my point. How do you explain Obama? He'd be obviously a, a liberal elite by any measure, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, and a lot of Republicans did not like him for that reason. But that's what I'm saying. That goes to Joel's point of the whole book and why you think Elizabeth Warren has that problem, too. I mean, and this is well, as it, a liberal elite, <laughs> this does annoy yeah. the fuck out of me. Yeah. That's like... No, no, no. You want to vote for the smart one. Yes. Like whether it's Al Gore or whatever. They, you're right. They have. We have a way of going. Oh, we don't. Oh, Hillary, smarty pants. You know. Oh, my grandfather cried when Eisenhower won. 
Right. He thought that was the end of intellectualism in America. Right. Uh, and he wasn't wrong. Right. Mm. But what, okay, but so how do you explain Obama then? Look, the, I think we're living through different times. There, there have been right. waves of populism that have, have grown and shrank, and hopefully this one is shrinking. I can't tell. But as far as like, if you look around the world, there's a lot of far right populists who are gaining a lot of power right now. And I, I, I assume. Well, but, and I yeah. get. Bill Clinton is liberally, but I get that he sounds like a good old boy. You know, he's, he was from the yeah. South, but then you go, Different but how do you explain too. Obama? Because Obama, you know. I mean, it doesn't sound like it was that long ago, but but it was long enough ago where, where this wave hadn't kind of grown to the size it is. Uh, and so I feel like, look, if this was the Great Depression, Elizabeth Warren, for sure, would be kicking ass. Mm -hmm. right. But we're at a time of, of a far right nationalism right well yeah. she is kicking ass thus far i mean in the primary let me just go to the end of yeah, your please. thing you said i please wish we more. lived in a time uh when smart progressive leaders like warren were embraced which i would argue she is being embraced but you said but far right nationalism is imperiling democracy all over the world mm -hmm. we need a plan for stopping autocracy autocracy if we ever hope to fix the problems warren talks about and the plan that worked in the 2018 midterms involved choosing democratic candidates who were centrist veterans uh, and convincing beer drinkers. So until this populist surge subs uh, subsides, we elite are going to have to do what we always do in times like this, stay in the background, come up with plans, and move to Boston. Um, <laughs> this is now going to be our third or fourth fight of this podcast. Oh, I'm so no. sorry. This is what, but this is beautiful. This is what liberal elites <laughs> yes, do. The conservatives don't do this. <laughs> they just repeat what cats. Trump says. It's right? hurting cats. It's always the way it is. Um, okay, let's pause a minute while mommy re news. You know what I mean. <laughs> Plexiderm. <sighs> Ah. It puts the lotion on its skin? Uh, yes, it does put the lotion on its skin because it wants to look my Twitter-approved age of 36. Well. Right? Yes. Yeah. You just dump me upside down like a bat in the plexiderm every and night. just dump and you in. Just, that's what happens and right before the show. Just... There yeah. we go. And you come out looking 36. Thank you. Okay. I, tight. I love my plexiderm. I'm telling you. I Listen. Here's the gateway. I'm just going to warn you. The gateway product is the plexiderm you put under your eyes. Mm -hmm. No more crow's free. No more wrinkles. No more bags. You know what it did? Gateway to all the plexiderm products. Yes. I got everything because I love it. I have the day cream, the night serum. I have the uh, makeup remover pads. What? I've got the... Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. I have the, the under eye gel for uh, specifically for dark circles. Yep. They make an amazing line of products. you got to check it out. Yeah, check it out on your Instagram and on your Facebook. <gasps> yes. Yes. We okay. put photos up. Yes. And go to triplexiderm.com. Use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right. 50% off plus an additional 10 bucks off. What? This offer available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. The code is sexy liberal at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. The code is sexy liberal. Um, no, I, so I understand your point to a degree, but I would say that she is resonating because she is talking about populism in a way. And I, I just. Yes. But I, I, I feel like we're splitting into two parties. Like there's no more right. conservative and liberal. Now we're down to like nationalist versus neoliberal but we did we I mean, let me just say one before i forget we're we did elect some centrists obviously in some districts but we also elected the squad so i'm just saying yeah, but look where the squad was elected like yeah. those aren't the places yeah. that we need to win right like i don't care about those are guaranteed liberal right districts. The, the the blue is getting more blue but i want to win the purple because that's that was the strategy that won the 2016 election so what is I mean, that, 2018 election what do you so who were you i know last time you told me cory booker because well yeah 
as an elite, I went to college with him. Oh, did you go to Stanford, Joel? I yes, I, uh, uh-huh. I went to Stanford mm-hmm. with Cory Booker uh-huh. and Rachel Maddow. Yes, uh-huh. uh, and no, I want look. I I don't really care which healthcare plan we get. Yeah. I want Trump out of office. Yeah, no, yeah. I keep saying like, that too. I don't care if I, we get Medicare these, for all or we get we build on Obamacare and then get to a Medicare for all. I just want to stop this yeah. fucking crisis. I mean, I would like someone who knows what they're doing. Like, I don't want right. Mary. I met Mary Williamson. <laughs> She's she looked into my soul and told yeah. me I need a second bar mitzvah. Like it was right. amazing. Well, but she's right. She is right. Yeah. She understands midlife crises, yeah. but I don't know if she, but I want someone with some experience. Anyone who will win is great. I, I, I don't, I just want this to stop before right. we lose democracy. What, so, but what was your, so is the point of your piece that you don't think Elizabeth Warren is the win. one? She, or, right. Oh, yeah. the general. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want someone to win the general. Yeah. Um, and I fear that it, I fear that she and Bernie are not it. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's a big difference between the two of them. Oh, I there mean, is. Yeah. I just think they both aren't it for for slightly different reasons. Actually, for the same reason, even as different as they are. Do you think Biden will be the nominee? I don't know. I have. I. I don't know. I'm happy with um, Klobuchar or Biden or Kamala Harris or Cory Booker. Would I mean, judge. Buttigieg. Even, uh, the, the only thing that worries me at Buttigieg is that he's uh, the mayor of this house. <laughs> and he's done a smaller fine job. A yes. little than smaller this than this house. <laughs> right. Yeah. There are more people here right now. Great. Not, make make okay. me look like a liberal elite. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so at Time Magazine for 19 years, I just, I had to hear this story again because I forget when Please. you worked for Martha Stewart Living, she fired you twice in the same day? No, Wikipedia says that. She, oh. uh, she, she definitely fired me twice, but it wasn't. It was over months. Oh, that's different. Yeah. What did you do to get fired? Yeah. Oh, I sucked at my job. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I shouldn't have been working for Martha Stewart. What were you doing for Martha Stewart Living? I was straight out of college, and I was hired. Wasn't holding as... bed corners properly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't forcing the bulbs hard enough. Yeah. Uh, I was hired as her writer for her first TV show. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah. I was not capable I, and she told me she wanted it to be like letterman like i was so young she took me actually it's in the book because she takes me to uh lunch and then right out of college we went to this like like expensive restaurant in westport connecticut and she asked me if i want sam pellegrino and i asked her what sam pellegrino is oh. and she laughs and i'm like no i really don't know what sam pellegrino is like <laughs> is it a pasta is it <laughs> Is it a w- way to make like bird houses out of popsicle sticks? Like, I don't know what's going on. And she just laughs and like, yeah. I get some San Pellegrino. And I'm really disappointed because it's just sparkling water. Yes. Right? But yeah. I learned that there was a whole world of the elite. And then yeah. the, the words I had to learn, uh, <laughs> the, the semiotics of the elite were very confusing. And, and that's why she hired you because that passed for a joke. She thought it was funny. Yeah. When but you then, were just like. But then I wrote like letterman stuff for her, or very subpar letterman stuff. And she didn't like it because she just wanted to tell people what to do. Yeah, she doesn't seem like Warm? a jokester. No, no, and she, but she wanted to be, but then she didn't want to be. It was. Uh, it's only when Snoop Dogg gets her high that she uh, seems. I, I, I wish I had thought of that. Yeah. I did not do. come up with that. That yeah, was the solution. Yeah. Uh, um, you are uh, because but you have a, you've been pissing people off for years, so you have a, a big yeah, history. Yes, my job. I did call my book in defense of elitism. Right. Yes. Why I'm better than you and you're better than someone who yes. can buy this book. Because as a liberal, you yeah. take obviously some provocative stance, which caused people at my dinner parties to look at you violently. Oh, I'm so I think I'm not also, getting invited back. That's been you clear. are no, you're invited. Really? 
You are uh, pro-bullying, which is, again, a start. Oh, wait, I'm not pro-bullying. What? You said, I'm all for a little high school bullying. No, I you didn't. You don't become a successful humor columnist uh, without having gotten bullied. It drives you to take on the powerful and famous with lame uh, jokes about their haircuts from the safety of your computer screen. Uh, if, if your computer screen, if it weren't for uh, bullying, I'd be a contract lawyer. That's one of your... That is that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure I was right about being pro bullying. It's I, true. Most comedians were bullied. I was yeah, bullied. Right. It is. So I get what you're. If you survive it, sure. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's your defense mechanism that you can grow into a, a career. Yeah. yeah. Aren't you really suspicious? And and you're amongst them actually. I'm I'm, sus- I'm suspicious of people like you who are good looking and do comedy. I, Jill Stein. Because <laughs> I'm wondering He's what what caused trying to get you, back on my good side. What caused you trouble? Like oh oh because I looked like an Armenian dude when I was in high school. Is that looked, true? Yeah, yeah, I had a natural afro and I had uh, gray fangs. But maybe it's just uh, and, a, and a unibrow and a unibrow. Well, just being a lesbian probably made you. Well, feel I wasn't. No, I didn't know I was. Did, how old were you when you knew you were? Um, hmm. of, after college. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking back, I'm like, oh, that was a crush on a teacher or right. something. But yeah, yeah. But no, I, I sucked. I sucked dick for quite a while. Is that one of your t-shirts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have a lot more t-shirts than when you wrote the book. I think that you wrote, was, I have a hundred. Now I have. It's kind that, of embarrassing. Yeah. Is there a whole room full of anti-Trump t-shirts? Oh yeah, it's all. Wow. I gotta yeah. And do, do do listeners just send them to you or how do you? Yeah, sometimes sometimes Amazon yeah. I gets my money and then sometimes people send them right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring nice. them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Joe, I don't. I don't know what to say about. <laughs> All right. I think we've. I think we've. I think we've and worked through our differences. Wait. Do you consider yourself a member of the elite? No. I. Oh. This is where. This is where we fall apart. Okay. Why not? I it's like saying guess, you're because like I work in my not. basement. I. Like I don't. I don't know. Did you I grew see up in a small town. With last week. Who, who That's did, true. Who did you well, have with last week? Oh, you know the one. The dinner you missed. Malcolm Nance, oh, Jill yes. Weinbanks, yeah. Maya Wiley, Ellie Mustel, well, Jennifer Rubin. Yeah. No, that was kind of, I was amazed that I was, no, I think because I work in my basement. I'm, wasn't I'm, you were invited to that dinner. You organized that dinner. No, Henry Littman. Uh, yeah, Harry, Harry Littman did. Malcolm Nance told me you organized that dinner. Well, and Malcolm he just Nance. showed up wherever you told him to show up. Well, he did. He does do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I controlled him. Um, well, Harry Littman organized it because he got the concierge at the hotel to find the restaurant that was the hot new place to go to in Nashville. Yeah, he got a this shuttle. Is, and I said, if that, that shuttle went off the rails, elite. that would have been about the that whole... sentence was so elite. <laughs> that was elite. What, what was the hot new restaurant you went to? <laughs> I don't remember. DiGiorno's, maybe? Something. That's, that's a, a pizza that's a frozen that you... Pizza. That's something. No, it was. That it was, was a... Desperate attempt It was a Giovanni's. Giovanni's. Okay. That's very different than Fuck DiGiorno. you. You don't even know what fucking San Pellegrino is. Don't you start with me. <laughs> but I know what DiGiorno's is. <laughs> <laughs> the book is in defense of elitism, and I am all over it. And you are a member of the elite. <laughs> you are. I think you are. Really? I think you are. Every, it's like everyone's afraid. It's like saying you're yeah. not middle class. This is well, why you we're know going what it down. Is here. We have to, okay. we have to own it. party you had? Huh? Come on. That impeachment party you had? Yeah. You were the queen of the elites at that party. I was the queen of impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. I, I get. What, no, I. Of course, I. It, I always acknowledge. I grew up in privilege, but he, my dad's father was a janitor, and like no, we, no, no, but we, okay, let that, me just. My yeah. mom and my dad and I all grew up in the same little small town, like twenty five thousand people. So I grew up very, you know, like, and I get who my dad became, but he also, I think, had that mentality where I never, it, it, like, my sisters. By the way, they went to like those elite like schools in Washington because that's where they grew up. They're like 20 years older than I am. But I went to just Catholic school in Lockport, New York and played, you know, softball with all the other junior dykes at my local park. And I always hated 
like country club kids and I just so I maybe you're right I, yeah. I guess I am but I never felt like an elite so, so I, I explain this in the book and I keep forgetting yeah. to do it when I talk to people I'm talking about the elite I'm talking about aren't about money because they can be in government they can yeah. be in media they can be in NGOs and it's not about the privilege you were born into because yeah. the elite believe in the meritocracy yeah it, it's about your connections it's about uh how you view the world it's a it's about having influence intellectual power so yeah. So when Clooney, no, I, and, and by the way, the people who hate us, the populists, right. they don't care how we grew up or they don't mind money. What, what they're objecting to is um, is kind of the way we look at the world and the way we connect to each other. And, but, okay, but my point is I don't feel snobby about, because you do talk about small town, big town, and I know you talk about elites mm-hmm. gra- gravitate to large town, which, which is true, to do what I wanted to do for a living. But I think maybe that's part of it is that... I was a small town kid and my right. parents were not Kennedys or Rockefellers. My dad was a self-made man. Right, I get it. But I guess the point is like, I remember always hating those kids intrinsically. I never wanted to go to the country club because they were snotty. Right. They were elites. And I, I didn't... So that's what I'm saying is I think that I... I think I was a little a liberal from the time I was little I and I didn't too. realize it because I was just... But then I think the fact that I didn't become Oprah or Ellen or whatever and I work in my basement, I don't feel like an elite, but I get what you're... But the elite don't want a yacht. Is. The elite want to do a TED Talk. Right. Yeah. So when Clooney talks about like I grew up in a small town, like that that does not play with populists at all. They don't care. He is George Clooney now. That does. Yeah. That doesn't work with people who live in Kentucky now. Yes. Right. Like your past. So you're saying that's part of it is staying where you grew up rather than. Oh yeah, populists are all about land and and the blood. But see, I'm still and, really yeah. good friends with all the kids that I grew up with that still live there. That's, That's great. Yeah, but they think you're an elite. But what you're, you're saying, the friend. whole election hinged on they think we look down on them, and I'm just saying I don't yeah. think that's true of everybody because I. Don't look down on people. But it's that, what they think. It's not what right. you think. It's not what you think. It's what well, they think. Well, they're idiots. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now There you go. Oh, elite. Right. Elite. You, the win. you win, Joel Stein. Yeah. <laughs> go by in defense of elitism by Joel Stein, my good friend and neighbor. Happy, happy hour. Hey, this is Jody Hamilton, host of the podcast From the Bunker. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show where every week Sean Barton, David Schock, and I discuss politics, sports, pop culture, that show on HBO that I don't watch. Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.